everybody. Next planet over this episode, which I think is going to be a double episode. We haven't figured out the other second half yet. But uh, we were talking, uh, wow, we had a list, didn't we? We started working on some shows like a month ago and we realized they're almost all insanely boring, except like Max Headroom. We did. We had a list and it was like, and even Max Headroom was kind of frustrating because in the beginning it was, well, I'll just say it's very British. <laughs> what? And, and not the silly British. Um <laughs> So we kind of bailed, and then we just kind of like, I don't even know how we got onto it. Yo, you said you were watching Point Man. I was like, I remember Point mm-hmm. Man. That was one of the very first UPN shows. And I started, I think we're tossing around like, uh, I was a really big fan of Jack Scalia's show Wolf, which only lasted half a season. And then we just kind of spun off from there. I was like, dude, he's done a lot of shows that barely lasted. It's kind of fun to go back and uh, rediscover or just discover for the first time. And... Uh, well, I couldn't find any of his first show, The Devlin Connection, with Rock Hudson. There's parts of an episode, uh, and there's the same thing for Wolf. So we can't really count those, but I'm going to say if anybody ever releases Wolf, it's a really good detective show. He's a disgraced cop who uh, he's set up for a crime he didn't commit, and uh, well, that sounds familiar to another show. But then he sets up a detective agency or whatever, and he kind of does uh, he, he does the crimes – sorry, the investigations of crimes – that nobody really wants to touch because they're either too sleazy, too dangerous, or uh, no one cares about it. So he's kind of like the savior of the lost. So Wolf is a really great show, but it's just I can't find any episodes. Yeah, I'm having a, fine, a hard time myself finding really just anything. Like the uh, Tequila Minetti that we're going to look at, touch on as well. I yeah. really can find one episode. It's it's he has a very strange career because you're probably wondering why we're discussing this because he's not really known as a sci-fi guy. Yes, he is. You just missed that part of his career. Yes, he's a big soap opera guy. Yes, he did a lot of crime-oriented stuff. But there is a chunk of his career devoted to sci-fi, and I, I still think that he's like one of those lost stars for like a decade. They kept trying so hard to make him a leading man, and it just didn't work. He, he just got the bad role, I think, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, he definitely per- had the chops for it, but... Yeah, I think he's a perfectly fine actor. He's got the looks. It's just something uh, he never locked down a project that was successful. And and that's a dime a dozen story. We this the '80s are littered with uh, whatever happened to that guy kind of stories. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm looking through here through his uh, backlog here, and I just realized he's in one of our favorite shows from old. What? The Leprechaun. <laughs> what? Wait, no. This is the last Leprechaun. I'm sorry. This, okay. yep, nope. My bad. This is not even related. Go no. on. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just watched Leprechaun not that long ago. I don't think so. Um, no. So uh, the first show we're going to discuss is an action show, which is clearly greenlit because of Miami Vice. I mean, it has kind of a similar name, you know, Hollywood Beat. You know, it's uh, and there was another one, I think, called Hawaiian Heat, about teen uh, Chicago cops that give it up. And they retired to be private detectives down in Hawaii. So that was kind of like the cool thing is let's get a, a buddy cop show with a real crime. You know, like, how do I say not real crimes, but more reality-based crimes uh, than a lot of the action shows were doing at the time. And uh, put it in an exotic location because Los Angeles, man, do they capture the neon, sleazy, downtown lifestyle. And it's, it's very captivating. All right, Mike, I'm going to have to pause it right here. Pause! I hate to cut it up, but... But you don't like my robot voice? I'm part cyborg, but it's for beep or beep. <laughs> it's great if I can understand it. Yeah, that's uh, true. I just got to... Uh, Robocop wasn't like, freeze, or they'll be... What? I, what do you need? And then he just shoots you. Like, I didn't sit here what you said! <laughs> I didn't 
don't understand. Um, so Hollywood Beat is a, like I said, a buddy cop show, and uh, I just, I really like the look of it. They show, like, the more seedy, uh, colorful, uh, it, it reminded me of, like, New York City, where it's downtown with all the neon lights and, the, you know, the, the theaters and stuff like that. So, it's right. a different version of L.A. I feel like this was influenced not just by Miami Vice, but by Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, that's kind of what I was Tell you what I really like is the hair. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I'm a little jealous. But... <laughs> Well, I think one mistake they make is that uh, his partner, Jay Akovone, or how you say his name, they both have the same exact hairdo, so that I thought they were brothers, but they're not, and I feel like there's not enough juxtaposition between the two. Yeah, I think it was just a regular 80s suave guy look. Anyway. Yeah, so I'm trying to look here. I want to see what it was up against, but it doesn't really show me. But this is an Aaron Spelling production. He's usually known for, like, Jiggle Factor kind of TV shows. Oh, well, that's why. Saturday Nights. Anything based on Saturday Nights is going to bomb. No. Really? Yeah, I mean, the only thing, as far as I know, the only thing that was successful on Saturday Nights was, uh, you know, besides its block of comedies with, you know, like, Amen, Golden Girls, Empty Nest, it was, uh, I think Love Boat was a Saturday show. Love Boat. Exciting and new. Hey, that's also... That's interesting. That's an Aaron Spelling show, too. Huh. I wonder if he just... Yeah, I noticed it. So one of our shows was a Belisario, and the other one was a Spelling. They pretty much just ruled the roost, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Douglas Kramer, uh, the producer for, of Mission Impossible, Brady Bunch, and Dynasty. Okay, so we got a, we got some uh, actual pedigree here. Yeah, it's just, Dynasty. Yeah, it's, uh, I've just seen who created the show with Aaron Spelling, because Aaron Spelling doesn't seem like a writer. He seems like an idea guy, and then he goes hire a writer to do it for him. Right, and then his plaster's name on it. Yeah. Um, Matusak <laughs> was in this for like 10 seconds. I, I When I found out that he was... I forgot that he was in the opening credits. I was like, he shows up at the very end. I was like, oh, well, that's weird. Well, it says 14 episodes he was in, but... Well, it only lasted 14 episodes, I think. <laughs> So theoretically, anyway, moving. Uh, yeah. So that one, there's there's a handful of episodes. Uh, the only one I showed you, I think, is the one without subtitles, and there's two others with subtitles. But this is this is a show that's just lost. Yeah, unfortunately. Thankfully, it was somewhat it was semi in good shape. Yeah, I mean, I like their chemistry. I thought they both had their talents. I don't like a show where the 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 thing that they did right with Nash Bridges was they both had they're both competent, but they both had different skills. Uh, you know, Cheech was more of the talker. He could he could interview people and ask the right questions, and he was a more practical one. And the same kind of thing is here. Jay Akavone, um, he's the silly one. You know, he's the one with the good jokes or whatever, but he's also the more uh, reserved, safer one, whereas uh, Jack Scalia is more uh, reckless. Right. Ladies, man. Some of the, uh, the gentleman who was in this, who was the CIA agent, CIA agent, what is his name? I can't place it. I don't even remember now. So uh, he's been in cop shows before, I believe. But um, well, hold on. Did I did we watch the same episode? I watched the one with the witness that was being hidden. Walter Okowitz from uh, Wizards of Warriors. I think. Nope, nope. I watched the uh, one where the guy, the CIA agent, was was being framed for. That's why uh, murder. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I should have. Russian spy. I should have. I should have looked. Uh, I should have watched the same episode as you. Oops. <laughs> well, that means there's a couple of episodes out there. Yeah, there's, there's, so there's three good. or four. Yeah. 
Um, so that obviously didn't last very long. He went on to a uh, kind of like, you know, the night soap operas where everybody's gorgeous and they all live a rich lifestyle. Uh, he was in a TV show after this called Behringer's, which I didn't bother to watch because it's not really our format that we're going with. But uh, again, another failure. Um, Remington Steel for an arc. I'm guessing that's that might have been when... Uh, it looks like it's at the end. Maybe that's when um, Pierce Brosnan was leaving. They're trying to spin it off to him, maybe. Uh, Dallas. So Dallas kind of Dallas. saved his career. So he, I, my mom told me about him because she said he was so good on Dallas that he became like kind of red hot for a while, and that's how he got Wolf on the same network. And, and uh, so he doesn't do TV. He ended for, up in All My Children too. Look, was, oh yeah, he, didn't he do like a hundred episodes yeah. or something of All My Children? I think it's another actor. Uh, his character named Chris Stamp. I, I didn't watch All My Children. Don't get me wrong. We only we only ever watched but, General Hospital. Yes, General Hospital is one I actually, yes, I actually like soaps, but um, some of them. There's that one in the Night, the Night Dynasty in Dallas. I like those, but I don't know. I don't remember him, per se. Yeah, 153 episodes. Wow. Well, to the, the, the hold on a second. In, uh, in the daytime soap opera, that might be just one year. I have no idea how many episodes they do a this year. This is true. <laughs> do they rerun that stuff ever? They have, have to rerun no it, right? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't have remembered if he was in it anyway because that's yeah. not—I'm not a daily watcher. So, like, man, how do you like put that? I, how do you put that shit on TV? You have to just stream it somewhere. It's like, okay, so we just released fourteen thousand episodes of the show on streaming, <laughs> and you're like, I'm sorry, what now? And yeah, and that's only the first five seasons. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, they have to go by their own uh, network. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> um, but I. Mostly known besides Wolf, I know him in some sci-fi movies that used to play on USA Up All Night and Late Night on T- uh, TNT, oh, like Joe, all night. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Joe Bob Briggs and stuff like that. But he did a uh, uh, movie called The Rift, or um, yeah. in America it was called Endless Descent first. And this is during that wave of the uh, underwater thrillers. You know, remember when there's so mm-hmm. many of those? There was uh, The Abyss, Leviathan. Um, Deep Star Six. I mean, that's just yes. a few of them. There's a lot of them. And uh, this was a much lower budget one in Mexico, but it's still kind of entertaining in its own right. I think Arlie Ermey's in it. And if he's not yelling at him, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> you maggot! <laughs> um, but I also know him from... He was a... He, the cool thing is he executive produced his own movies for uh, a company called uh, uh, PM Entertainment. And you and I used to watch this stuff all the time. He was always playing on TNT late at night. But he did one called uh, Silencers and T-Force, which are pretty – at least they seem like – Silencers, I remember. Yeah, we remember – Silencers. That's the one with Dennis Christopher from Breaking Away, and he was like the um, – he had sonic powers that he would blast out, and he was there to stop an alien invasion. Woohoo! Um, premise for anyway. Yeah, and, and of course he did like 15 TV movies. He was like – that's – there was their bread and butter back then. There used to be TV movies every Sunday and Monday. Remember that? There used to be what movies every Sunday and Monday? Uh, TV movies. TV movies, yes. Yeah, it just it seemed like there's constantly oh a new entertainment and it's always a TV. Like, now Meredith Baxter Burney and you know uh, Mother May I Sleep with Danger. That's a weird title, but okay. <laughs> and a lot of more rehashed stories, but at least somebody had a fresh spin on them. These <laughs> days, ugh. yeah. <laughs> if it's on Sci-Fi Channel, I ignore it now because I know there's not going to be anything interesting or fresh. It's going to be, hey, this movie came out last year. It was really popular. Let's make a ripoff of it on one hundredth right. of the budget. <laughs> yep. And then my brother will do it. And 
His cousin will do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh. we release him in the same year. Yeah. Uh, Tequila Bonetti was his next series, and this is kind of that wave of, uh, you know, remember then when K9 was really popular and uh, mm-hmm. Turner and Hooch. Love is, that. Yeah, summer of 89. And uh, in 91, there was a Turner and Hooch TV show that didn't last very long. Um, Puchinski, where they use a, uh, uh, like a robot. If you put Chucky as a dog, that kind of weird erratic robot movements. And it had, um, Peter Boyle's voice. And that's just weird. Uh, there's K9000, which is a good one. That's a good one. Sometime we should do an episode about pilots that didn't go anywhere, but they're still entertaining. K9000 is about a cybernetic dog, um, that helps, uh, I can't remember, it was a Canadian TV show, but I liked it. But uh, Tequila Bonetti is kind of the last of that one, where it's influenced not just by those two movies, but also by Look Who's Talking, <laughs> because it's really jarring and weird that a dog talks. It's a, yeah, it threw me off. I mean, first I thought, whose voice is in the room? I read until I realized it was this dog. <laughs> yeah, it's, anyway. but it's it's from uh, Donald P. Belisario, who at the time was red hot because he had just come off of Airwolf and was in the middle of... Uh, Quantum Leap, so it's kind of strange that he would choose this. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, Charles Rocket, I'm going to tell you, that's one of the best names, if you ask me. Yeah, sadly, you, the first person yeah. to ever be fired from SNL, and sadly, uh, uh, is gone. Is gone, yeah. Uh, I totally, it took me a moment to realize it was him. This is this is the problem when you when you don't stick it in as much as I'm, I'm not you, yeah, <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Um, that you do what you do, I just uh, I forget things. Yeah, it's okay. And it takes a little bit for it to come back. Yes, but you're an adult, and I Good am child. a man child, so hey, it works out. I <laughs> have severe arrested development. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's so strange, though, thinking about this, because now Donald P. Belisario is known for, like, NCIS and JAG, and so he has all those, you know, procedural thrillers. This is just an oddball right in the middle. I don't get it. Right. But well, it was... Everyone's got to stretch your chops once in a while. Yeah. It got horrible reviews. It got canceled pretty quickly. But it was so popular in Italy that years down the road, they relaunched this with a whole new tequila, and now it's set in Rome. What? And no Jack Scalia? No, he no 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 he's he's I think he speaks Italian, but he's in the he's in the remake. I remember it was syndicated oh. on Saturday television, so they dubbed it or something. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. So I see what you're talking about. Alright. I saw Maris, Marissa Hargate Mariska Hargate. Sorry. I unless I'm missing something, I didn't know she was a thing until Law and Order. Yeah. You know? It's just didn't realize she got her start that far back, too. So. Well, right before this, she's in a movie that I watched about 10,000 times called The Perfect Weapon. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I remember what that is? The Perfect Weapon is the one with Jeff Speakman where he had the sticks. He had the he was a Kempo fighter, and he used that really fast but short moves instead of, like, the big cinematic moves. Okay, gotcha. Uh, it was in theaters, kids, I swear. They tried to make him a star. Paramount really had their sights set on him, but it didn't happen. All right, so the reason we're really here, though, is the gem of the bunch, and I was shocked at how good this show was, and I can't wait to watch more episodes. But uh, Point Man is, uh, mm-hmm. hey, there's somebody at my door. I better go answer it. Nah, it's just a ghost at my door. Nothing exciting. Wait, a go, 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 ghost! <laughs> Hello, my friend. <laughs> 
Do you need some sepa call? You sound like you got some like sinus infection. <laughs> Welcome to the pit of the <clears throat> despair. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Just allergies. Um, so this is weird. There's truth to that right now. Uh, Point Man is not part of the UPN. I thought it was. I'm looking at this right now, and it was what became UPN the next year. Primetime Entertainment Network was an experiment to see if they could launch, launch another network. Now, hold on. This is this is Time Warner. Now I'm confused. This says it's Warner. I could have swore Primetime Entertainment Network became UPN. I want to see what their other program is. my world, my good friend. Okay. Uh, no, this is Warner Brothers, so I'm looking at the other shows. This was a syndicated show. This was not... Uh, primetime. Okay, now I get it. it. This was part of a block with Babylon 5, Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, and Time yes. Tracks. So this replaced Time oh. Tracks. Oh. Sorry, I liked that show. Yeah, it was pretty good. Actually, I watched it not that long ago. That's a show we're going to have to do at some yes. point. So this was just a test to see if they could even do this. So they ended it in 1997 when all the syndicated shows ended. Uh, with Babylon 5, and then they were already knee-deep into Warner Brothers, or the WB. The WB! Do you remember how excited we were? We had two new networks in one year. It was like UPN and... Uh, no, oh, they don't carry it down here, but we have two different versions of NBC? That makes sense. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the beginning what Disney was going to do through. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, this was on for two seasons. I didn't know that. I thought it was only one. Well, 24, 22 episodes, though, to me, seems like one season. It's not really the same thing. If, if Disney's, if Disney has a, goes and buys a bunch of companies as opposed to creating a bunch. Yeah, see, that's the thing I have with Disney is they basically just go around buying everything. That's not really... I mean, look at all the properties they've left behind. Thank God they're finally starting to work on Tron 3 because I was a little worried. But um, how did we get here? Right. Huh? Tron 3. I'm, I'm Jeff, glad you got there because I didn't know that was Oh, happening. yeah. Tron 3, it was like three days ago. They got a new director signed up. And uh, we're all a little worried, though, that they're going to be ditching the story from the first two movies, which they completely set it up. Tron Legacy ends with the concept that the video game could break out and come into our world. Right. So I wonder if they're going to do that with the third one or not because they haven't said – they said Jared Leto signed. They haven't said anything about Jeff Bridges or uh, the kid who played his son, which concerns oh. me. Yeah. Right. <sighs> yeah. All right. Just kind of getting up there, but I mean, who's up there in the show anyway? Yeah, that's so, true. In that too, anyway. Right. We digress. Yes. Get used to it, kiddies. We do this a lot. Yes, we do. Right. Um, <laughs> so Joel Serdow is uh, the co-creator of La Femme Nikita in 24. This was his first co-creation. He did this, and he worked on another show on the WB because, uh, sorry, UPN. Okay, that's, oh, I'm getting so confused. Called Nowhere Man. That's weird because there's a trailer for Nowhere Man in Point Man. Did you watch the commercials in the pilot episode of Point Man? Uh, I did some of them, but I got to a point where I was watching it in between time I had available, so I had to oh, fast forward. forward. <laughs> yeah, which it, sucks because I really love watching these old commercials. Yeah, <laughs> old memories. <laughs> um, I'm actually shocked this was shot in Jacksonville, Florida. I would have told you it was Canada, but. That's usually where these shows are shot, but um, eh? so you're the one that turned me on to this. How did you stumble across this? I really wish I'd have written that down because I cannot remember. Okay. I believe we were. Oh, man, I'm gonna guess it's the Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon here somehow because I believe one of our old, our last episodes led me to that. Oh, okay. 
I can see that because the playlist on uh, well, YouTube has that weird algorithm where it's just like, hey, you like this? You might like this. And you're like, you're right. You yeah. be, and you know me better than my own family. <laughs> and I totally forgot this show existed. I know I watched this one as well as Tequila and Bonetti. Yeah. Uh, when it was on. but well, I used to watch this and I watched um, Marker and I got the two confused because I watched more, uh, Marker much more than this. That's the one with um, Richard Grieco. And uh, so I, I watched this and I'm like, I must have seen just a random episode because I don't remember any of his origin. And that's the most compelling part is him getting set up, uh, getting mm-hmm. sent to prison. And then it's just like, it's a little brutal. You know, it's a little cliche on what what prison movies are like, but uh, it's it's sweat inducing. It's, uh, it's uh, really nerve wracking. And he loses it and then somehow gets their respect because of his, uh, he kind of snaps. Mm-hmm. He would too. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't even get the chance to snap. I would just be like, okay, I'll just, just don't hurt me too much. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna figure, he's an Italian. If he's going into this, he's fine. Right? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm Irish. Uh, I'll probably get just get my ass kicked. In. Well, Irish, English. No, more English. Who are we kidding? I'm okay. I'm like, oh, would you like some tea with that? Oh, you got to kick my butt. Okay, thank you. I just rolled right over. <laughs> what, what is it? If you're Irish English, you're, are you constantly at war with yourself? Or how does that work? Well, that would make sense why I can never make a decision. Um, <laughs> and then uh, then there's the German side of my family where I guess we're just weird. We're very weird. I mean, I'm dead off. <laughs> I'm sure there's some English in there somewhere, but yeah. everyone's always said that. It's mostly German and Irish in my family. Yeah. Um, the Irish that ever poked through me is now white. <laughs> getting older now. Uh, <laughs> I remember when we dyed our hair. And your hair turned orange, like <laughs> yeah. real. Okay. I didn't technically dye my hair. I dyed it in a in a soap dish, and decided I ain't doing it. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we we we're, we're we're weird kids. We didn't do anything like the normal people do. I think my head looked like a Nerf ball for a while. <laughs> a yellow Nerf ball. It was bad. I did I did highlight it once in my life when I'm on my honeymoon. And I have to admit, it actually looked good, but that's just too much work. Do you remember when Devon and I took Kool-Aid and tried to dye our hair red? Like shock red, it didn't work at all? It just You were like, you look like a head wound. What are you doing? (laughs) But the flies are buzzing around. (laughs) Yeah, it's summertime, so yeah. Oh, gnats, damn gnats. (laughs) Hey, guys, you have any (laughs) Kool-Aid? Oh, oh boy, that guy. Moving on. Um, um, so what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, this is this aired while we were in college, actually, coincidentally enough. Uh-huh. Um, well, no, the summer before college. Uh, uh-huh. But, yeah, so he survives prison, and then he kind of makes it up to people by, you know, they sit, they protected him kind of in prison, so he has to do them a favor on the outside. And uh, it just leads him into a world where he becomes the guy who they go to for difficult tasks, you know, uh, kind of like a one-man A-team. Sorry. <laughs> I'm tempted, dude. I saw the set for like 40 bucks, and I was like, yeah, I kind of want to see it again. <laughs> for 18? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I might have to have to go in on that with you. Maybe. Uh, Will we share custody on the set? <laughs> <laughs> you get it during the summer. So I get <laughs> when, I need, when I actually have time, I actually watch it. Yeah, yeah. that's the problem. There's so many things we want to watch. We only ever watch like one episode because it's so difficult. One, for us just to be able to record together. Two, to get around to watching this stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially since if we really like this show, it's hard for us to fight off, well, I better keep going. And you're like, no, you can't. It was on for seven years. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> 
that's also, the... so I was looking to tell you what, going back to these commercials, yeah. I was still like on Tequila Bonetti. I did watch one for a Ford Escort, the one where you have four different styles to choose from your wagon, your sedan, your coupe, your batchback, or whatever it was, all for the same price of $9,999. Oh, yeah, yeah, but we had an Escort, and that thing broke down a lot, I think. I feel like it was constantly being repaired. I just, it's, it was the price that threw me off. Yeah. I was just like, holy crap, man, it's... <laughs> can, I, can I say something? Did this, uh, not that it gets anybody with this name, but when I hear the name Connie Harper, I don't think Point mm-hmm. Man. Now, Constantine? Yeah, you go That's by Constantine, right? That sounds like a, oh, don't mess with Constantine. Yeah, yeah. Uh. yeah. All right, so I think, is there anything else you want to say about this show before we go? Definitely get out there and watch it if you guys can. Yes. Point Man, out of all these, Point Man, tequila is really good. Um, I honestly couldn't get, I know that because I watched it when it was on. That's the only way, but it's hard to find anything else. So if anybody knows it's out there, please let us know. Yeah, Wolf is is the one I'm looking for. But yeah, we never find any complete series. These are just bits and pieces of his career. And I I get the feeling like 10 years from now, well, if it wasn't for YouTube, he'd probably be completely forgotten. Uh, the only thing I think he gave him a boost was he was the president in that movie Red Eye by Wes Craven. That was a hit. Mm-hmm. That that helped his career a bit. But you know he's just back to doing what he did before, just like guest shots every once in a blue moon. But there's some leading men out there who are way worse off. So at least his IMDb is still going. Yeah. Well, every once in a while you got to get a little bit more cash, in or or just stretch your chops. Maybe he doesn't need it. That's true. I say daytime television is one of the hardest things possible because they get the script every day. How do you do a show every day with like a 20 minutes rehearsal and just look at your script and go, oh, what? I couldn't do that. Okay, so I'm looking through here and I saw the Only Children. Apparently, he only did 10 episodes. Oh, that's where it says 153. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, well, I looked on Wikipedia and sometimes that's not correct. I don't know. Like, who knows? <laughs> it could have been one of those deals where he's listed in the credits, but only shows up every once in a while. Right. So technically, yeah, because I've seen that in shows uh, where someone's listed, and all of a sudden they're like, I haven't seen them in like 16 episodes. Oh, they're still attached somehow, contractually. Right. I do have to say, Jack's de- definitely one of those actors. I wish. I wish he'd have had about. And who knows? He's probably very happy the way everything went. Sometimes yeah. it's easier not being a star. The pressure's yeah. kind of off. But um, have you ever seen a movie called Fear City? Uh, I don't think so. It's it's a grindhouse movie for sure, but it's done with a much bigger budget. Uh, 1984, it's from director Abel Ferrer, and they thought it was going to be a hit. They have Tom Berenger, Billy D. Williams, Melanie Griffith. And uh, this is the weirdest part. Um, Jack Scalia and Tom Berenger are pimps. And their girls are being murdered uh, by some crazy kung fu guy. Uh, he's like a like a, a white supremacist, but he uses kung fu to like snap their necks and stuff. And uh, mm. they have to fight him. And Jack Scalia is like the smooth talker. He's the one that handles all the business part. Where Tom Berenger is an ex boxer who uh, lost faith in himself because he accidentally killed a guy in the ring. And they got to take on this guy. And it's pretty slick for uh, a, a, essentially a sleazy movie. Right. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah, it's it's that one shot, that one studio film that he had. All right. I will have to give that one a look-see. Yeah, it's on the uh, Shout Factory app. They own that movie now. The what factory? Shout Factory app. Okay. 
You say this as if, oh, sorry, you're not as nerdy as I am. Shout Factory is like the preeminent uh, great label. They license out all these movies uh, from major studios, and uh, they clean them up. They give them tons of special features and beautiful slipcovers. Uh, what they did with Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China, and The Howling, and gave them steel books and uh, remastered. Oh, it's exquisite. Mm-hmm. Well, now that I type it out, yeah, with the exclamation. Okay, I know what you're talking about. They're responsible for. See, like uh, I just said. Yeah, they say. Brains making way things. What, what's that? What? My brain cells are making way oh. for other things. But uh, they're responsible for, of all things, saving Manimal and Auto Man from. Uh, and Street Hawk. They, they bought them up and cleaned them and saved them uh, from old VHS copies. So Auto Man's on here. Yeah. Look that up. Well, Street Hawk's pretty good, too. Yeah. Um. All right, so that is the end of this episode. Check us out on Facebook under Next Planet Over where we share our memories and new releases of any sci-fi, fantasy, and horror TV show. I know we tested limits a little bit here, but I still think yeah. he's he, he's still dabbled in the genre, and I think I think what he did in that genre, though, is entertaining if, if low budget. Yeah. Definitely give him a look-see, guys. All right, um, that is it for this episode. Uh, check us out later. Beep, 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 beep. Burp. <laughs> I still don't know the robot. <laughs> You're in the rewind mode. Yep, 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 yep,